episode three, Inside the Lines. We got a great interview coming up. A couple of local hockey guys, Jay Coolidge, Doyle Summerby. Tom, how you doing today? Just in quarantine, <clears throat> working on some uh, homework, final stuff. What about you? Yeah, we got school coming coming to a close for us college guys. Summer starting, which I guess isn't going to be too much of a difference between now and whatever the summer is going to look like. So kind of a weird time, but good to at least be done with school, huh? Yeah, I'm, I feel like it's not really warm for April and it feels weird. It's almost May and we haven't had any like weather, which is definitely playing into the whole like crappy uh, quarantine life. No, it's, it's been raining a lot recently, which I mean, I'm not I'm not complaining. That kind of gives me an excuse to not go outside, honestly. So I've been kind of fine with the rain. Yeah, I know. It's, it's pretty brutal, but this just gives us something to do. Hopefully we'll come out with some more episodes. We'll have more time to write stuff and talk to more guys as, as school ends, definitely. Great talk between Jake and Doyle. They had some banter back and forth, which I thought was pretty funny. We got some local talk. Uh, chirp, chirp some of our friends, you know, it's pretty, a pretty fun interview. Yeah, big 4th of July talk, you know, back on the North Shore beef grind, talking about, you know, all the things that we really care about locally. So uh, here we go. Interview number three, Jake and Doyle. A few moments later. All right, please welcome on Doyle Summerby and Jake Kulovich, uh, both uh, AHL guys from uh, Marblehood. What's up, guys? How we doing? So uh, what have you guys been up to the last month? Has the quarantine been treating you both? Jake? Uh, so I was, I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan, when this all started, when the NBA got canceled and went back to Bakersfield, uh, which is where I play. And then we got sent home pretty quickly after that. And then I was just in Marblehead for the last month with my family. Like just going on, I felt like a Marblehead mom just going on walks and doing in-home yoga classes and everything. And I just came down to the vineyard where uh, my college roommates got a place. So quarantining with him for a couple of weeks, change of pace, and hopefully the weather gets nice, get outside and do some vineyard activities, but chilling. Yeah, I was in uh, Charlotte. We were on the road as well. Um, and uh, we flew back to Cleveland. They told us we were gonna have to stay there for a while, but after the first couple of days, uh, they told us to go home. So. Um, I'm up in Maine. I got a house last summer. Uh, I'm just doing a lot of work to it because uh, it needs it. It needs a lot of work. So it's pretty much every day work out in the morning and then do something different to the house. Have you guys been in touch with any like any of your players or coaches? They have anything to say? Like what's going on? <laughs> um, they send us like daily emails. I don't know for Jake, but like they'll send us updates that basically say the same thing, just different words like uh just kind of quarantine they keep pushing it back pushing it back and um hopefully gonna play but um i guess like as a team we have a group chat going just kind of realizing that pretty pretty tough time right now yeah same here we they sent us a workout package that i don't think many of us are following we're all kind of doing our own thing but we don't really know what's going to happen my team went through some tragedy during all this one of our players passed away so that was uh, that kind of shook the whole hockey world. So we were t all touching base on uh, that end, but other than that, with the in terms of returning and everything, we don't know what's going on. 
So how'd it go about like you guys finding out that things were going to be canceled? Cause obviously I mean, things kind of seemed like it was getting worse and worse and worse. And then I don't know how they kind of break the news to you and how that, how that go. Well, for, for us, we were flying uh, to Grand Rapids to play Detroit's team there. And what, what, before we were leaving for the trip, it was a five day trip. We were going to play them Friday, Saturday over the weekend. And before we were leaving, a few of us were like, this is like, this isn't looking good. This, this, this whole thing, this is mid-March, right? This whole thing's starting to get worse. And uh, we are, we connected through Phoenix or something, whatever. And, and right when we landed in Grand Rapids, we all took our phones off airplane mode. And we all look around and everyone has just, everyone's shocked because we found out the NBA got canceled. That's when that went viral. So we knew we're like, there's no way. This was Wednesday. We didn't play till Friday. We're like, there's no way we're playing. So we have a team meeting the next day at the practice facility there. And the staff told us we were done. We all, we had a team dinner and had some fun in Grand Rapids and then came home and that was really it. So that was our, that was the extent of it. Yeah, we were down in Charlotte. Uh, we had just played two games. Uh, we kind of been on a losing streak, so I think everyone was kind of ready to like blow off some steam, go out, warm weather, nice place to be. Uh, and the coach kind of came in after like you know, after the game and was just like, uh, "Go back to your hotels." Like a couple guys were supposed to get called up the next morning. They were like, uh, "Start to isolate yourselves, and we don't know what's going to happen." Um, obviously, still went out, and then. Uh, woke up in the morning and uh, the, uh, the NBA season, like Jake said, had been suspended and uh, all the guys, like they called up two guys the night before and they were both on our bus to the airport saying that they're not going anymore. Uh, like Columbus was supposed to be playing the next day at two o'clock and uh, they weren't going to need them because they were suspended in the season too. So it's kind of uh, just weird times. Yeah. Switching gears now. I mean, both Marblehead guys, how did you guys like start working out together in the summer, like connecting? Um, I mean, I think being the same age, we grew up together playing for not the same team during the season because he's a year older, but, uh, like my dad had a Phillies Flyers team growing up where like all the Marble kids would play and stuff. So, um, like we played together a bunch and then, uh, with Jake going to Marble at high and then playing junior hockey, I didn't really get to play with him at all, but, uh, just seeing him around the gym and stuff, I think uh, it took me a little bit to make his workout group. Um, I wasn't he had to earn his stripes. Yeah, it took it took a little bit. I was like in the high school college group, and Jake had his own private sessions with guys he was driving <laughs> in and down. And uh, so I was like, kind of getting pigeon tossed on the side, and then uh, and then now now I I run the group. <laughs> That's a fact. I mean, the the workouts we've been doing, it's hard to keep up with them, but it's good. We're like, I'm I'm lucky because. It's hard to find. We're living in Marblehead. The best, the best workouts that I've had, uh, in terms of finding a group of guys that are at the same level, uh, caliber-wise. Uh, you got to go down to like Foxborough, or you got to drive up to North Andover. So it's it's tough. Like the, but now like obviously me and Doyle, we can we pretty much can push each other, and we have our own own thing going. Maddie and Kyle too play pretty good level hockey. So it's we got a good group with. I think obviously that's a key for the summers. You want to be around people who are pushing you to get better. Um, and we were fortunate enough to do that in Marblehead. So it makes our summers uh, that much better. And uh, we've had it going now for two, three years. 
Yeah, I think it was tough too. I couldn't uh, when I was at BU. We weren't allowed to go home, so like we had to mm-hmm. stay for summer school all the way through. So like we'd get right when the uh, school year ended, we got ten days off, and then we had to come back for both summer sessions. So it was like uh, even if I wanted to, I could never come home and train. So like right when uh, I graduated, I was like kind of fired up to be able to be at home, spend time. Like obviously, Marble is such a good spot in the summer. You don't really want to leave, so. Uh, it's kind of nice to be able to do that. And then with the group's awesome. Yeah, who's the best at horse right now? Oh, uh, I mean, me. I won. I think I've won one game in three years. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Hey, his his talk now. Uh, he's got his place up in Maine. He's got a tennis court. He thinks uh, tennis is going to be his new sport to try. And I just, I've seen him play before with my younger sister. And it's pathetic. So... I don't know where – I don't know what's going to happen on that front, but – I'm not going to say you, much. I think you stick to horse. You beat me in – you had that chance, that one-on-one game we played in hoops. I beat him one-on-one a couple times. Yeah. But the thing is, is Jake, like, played all the way Your growing conditioning's up. conditioning's insane. Yeah, I mean, freak. But, like, uh, like Jake played basketball, so, like, he understands, like, the court, like, dribble, like, making me go left and stuff. Like, it's hard. I just can't do it. So yeah. yeah, I get lucky with a couple shots. Like basketball is not my thing. I'm gonna get him in tennis, and then uh, I don't know. He he has me in the gym, yeah, so I have to make excuses with all these knockoff activities to just boost my ego. I'm like a I'm like a botchy like cornhole type guy. Well, that's, 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 a, that's my that's my alley. Yeah, I'm like a mind game guy. Like I know I'm not beating Jake unless I'm like inside of his head, which is kind of funny, but I'm. You are there. You are there. So what do you guys do as far as, like, ice time over the summer? Um, how's that? I know there's uh, some scrimmages down in Foxborough. What's, like, the caliber of, of play there? And kind of how, how do you keep skating over the summer? Like, obviously, you, you can get into the gym, but as far as ice time, how's that go? Um, yeah, it's, it's obviously, like, kind of hard. Marble, it's so far from everything. Um, but, uh, like, last summer, Jake was going to Harvard a bunch. Uh, so I'd skate with him there sometimes like four or five years ago I met a skating guy that was out of Maine and now he does skates down in like Foxborough or like Dedham area uh, so I'll go to those in the morning but kind of getting there and back just uh, you're either sitting in traffic one way or another so um, the Harvard thing was almost the best I'd think right Jake? Yeah a guy I play with in Bakersfield uh, for the last two years he he went to Harvard he's my age so and then uh, Colin Blackwell, too, is an old buddy of mine. We played together growing up, and he's had a lot of success in his pro career. But he also uh, skates at Harvard. So been going there. It's easy shoot-in for Marblehead. Um, the ice time's flexible. And we have, again, it's just all about the group of guys. Like, there's – they have – Ryan Donato comes out. They have a lot of good players come out. And that's a key um, for us because you want to be playing with guys who um, are up to speed and stuff. But – Last year, too, me and Doyle were on the same team in that uh, Foxborough league that they do. It's a pro league with a lot of NHL guys, and it was that was the, the most fun I had on the ice in the summer was me and him just messing around out there. A lot of those guys are younger, so um, some games you're playing against really good NHL guys. Other game, it's more it's more of a younger team. So, it, nonetheless, it's fun to be out there with Doyle messing around. You know, we work hard in the gym and everything, so to be able to go out on the ice is. And, and have that that fun and that loose environment in the summer is a blast. On the same team, not competing against each other like in everything else. No, it's, I mean, like, we'll be like, uh, 
there's like a couple times like because like doing all the skill stuff in the summer like when you're doing different practice stuff you try and translate it to a game just to work on it and like jake will do something or i'll do something like mess up and like people on like the bench aren't that close but it's like we're just giving each other such a hard time throughout the game that everyone's like what is going on right now you hear us from across the rink yeah the best is when doyle starts connecting on some of the moves that he works on in the summer and he's just He's like Gretzky. He's just doing whatever he wants, making it just making a mockery of the ice, but in the best way possible. Man, if I was as good in the regular season I was in the summer, it'd be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I I couldn't agree more. uh, Switching gears now, I mean, you guys both had different experiences. Obviously, Jake uh, in high school, like playing at Marblehead and Doyle in the prep school hockey league. But uh, the one thing I want to ask you, Jake, was how was the, like, just playing at the garden and the environment at Marblehead? Like, how was that? Uh, that was a blast. I'd, right, you're in high school and you're playing with your, your best friends. My senior class was a huge hockey class, which was part of the reason why I stayed around. I, I think Doyle had a different experience. There weren't many kids his age who played hockey. We had, like, eight or nine, so it was a really easy stay for me. And to to have that good of a team uh, my senior year and to go on a run and to obviously, like you said, play in the garden when you're that young is is a blast. And it's, uh, it's something you remember. I know, like, I, I still – obviously, it's been 10 years now or whatnot since, but all my buddies were still so close over that. And um, that's where I think I really fell in love with hockey. It's hard. You see a lot of guys, a lot of young guys coming up in the American League summer 18 19 and it's like it's such a grind for them and I just think back I'm like when I was their age I didn't even know I was just playing high school hockey at Marblehead right like it's uh but I I really fell in love with the game back then and that's why I'm still able to do it today I think um but those memories man like playing for your town and all that was that was pretty special yeah one question is like what what was up with the tattoos did you get one (laughs) no I didn't I'm still Uh, waiting for that day (laughs) No, See, like, I don't know. Guys get it like on the inside of the arm or like the upper the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely tattooed on his forehead. Just wait. Yeah, no, I, I I held off on the tattoos. Those guys walk together forever. I think it says, but yeah, I stand by it. I, do they do all of them still have it? Uh yeah, I think so. I I think I think three or four of them got it. So they're still rocking it. So what was like both of your recruiting experiments or experience Jake on a Colgate and uh, Doyle at BU kind of how did that um, uh, like come about and uh, what were the other schools you were kind of deciding between and then why did you eventually end up on both the schools you ended up going to you want to go or you want me to go you got it um, your, your show yeah um it was my my junior year. We had a really good team in prep. I think we ended up having like fourteen kids commit that year. So you guys are stacked. Yeah, like we were we were low, like we had a lot of really young good players that um, that ended up coming. So and like we all grew up together for the most part, like all in the New England area. So a um, bunch of them were like Malden Catholic kids that had come. Like I played St. Mary's, a couple Arlington Catholics. So. Uh, we had really good chemistry and like it just kind of translated. So everyone was putting up good numbers that year. A lot of schools were coming to watch. Um, and uh, I actually, my first visit was at UMass with uh, Tootie Cahoon. So uh, yeah, 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 he was awesome. I kind of 
like wish he ended up staying around a bit, but I could tell that he was getting towards the end of his tenure there. So, um, and then, uh, I guess the two main schools for me were BU and Maine, uh, Maine. So, um, I kind of thought all along I was going to go to Maine, a really good visit up there. Um, I just like to feel that Maine's rank might have been the best one I played in college. Like, obviously, it's not the nicest, not the biggest, but uh, it's like a pro arena up there with how loud it is and stuff. So, um, I was actually – they were playing BU um, on a weekend in January, and I was driving down there from KUA to commit to Maine. And uh, on the drive, BU called, and uh, I worked out the other way. So, after the game, I ended up going to BU. Was Maine choked when that happened? Uh, yeah, I didn't really like tell them I was going to commit, but, um, I think so just cause like I had been talking to him for like three weeks and like, they were really good about, um, I ended up going on, like, I think it was like four or five visits within that. And I was like kind of open with them. And, um, it's kind of funny cause the head coach at Maine that I was getting recruited by is now the head coach at Kimball union. So like I talked to him all the time, but, uh, I, like, I guess one of the telltale things was like, uh, I didn't know they were struggling that year and it was the second year in a row and I really didn't want to commit to a coaching staff that wasn't going to be there. Funny how that worked out, but yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think they got it. Cause uh, like, I just kind of told them like the one thing that they couldn't offer that you did was I wanted to play in the bean pot. Yeah. Worked out. Yeah. One for four. God. Mine, man. I, uh, well, I went to, I was at Marblehead till I was 18 and then I, I went and did a, uh, Mark Tarmy, who was the assistant hockey coach AD, obviously at Marblehead, he he was pushing me to go do a, a post grad year because it was going to open up opportunities for maybe playing in college. And I didn't really know what I was getting into. I remember going in, I wanted to obviously get into the best academic schools possible, so I was looking uh, NESCACs. And uh, before I stepped on the ice at Berkshire, I wasn't really getting much love or anything, and. I just, I kind of, that's where I think I really took a step with my hockey game was going into that year. And then by Christmas, I started getting uh, some division one looks and Colgate came at me pretty quick with an offer and I just jumped on it. And then um, going into, I had to do a year juniors in between. So I went and played for the South Shore Kings in Foxborough. And I, there was, I was thinking about maybe decommitting, honestly, like, going to a different school whatnot but I stuck with Colgate um they I, and they got such a good program in terms of uh balancing academics and the athletics and all that and I was I I made the right decision obviously I was happy with how my four years went there but um the recruiting process man it's just like Doyle you, you commit maybe a week earlier than you're at Maine right yeah. it's it's like it's it's crazy what could happen where you could end up you see it with so many kids and you just, these schools, they come like sharks when you start playing well. And it's, that's why you gotta, you gotta have a good support network and just really know what you want and what you're looking for and just stay true to that. I think that's, that's probably the biggest thing with any kid going through any type of recruitment these days. Yeah. It's such a game for those guys. Like you see so many kids either like end up committing to a school and decommitting themselves or, the school's going a different way, especially in hockey when you can have kids play junior until they're 20. Like, you never know how someone's going to pan out. It's so, so hard. Like, a lot of kids don't end up at the schools. Like, I remember I was, like, 14, 15, I think. Like, Jake, you went through the same thing. Probably, like, you see your buddies commit. You're then like, freshman year of high school, eighth grade. Like, it's like, well, like, how do you know, like, what school you actually want to go to? Like, it doesn't make any sense on all those kids do it. But 
like everyone is such like i mean at least for me and him like two kids grow up probably two miles from each other like we took such a different path to the same place mm-hmm. yeah i mean but, yeah at trinity we see a lot of those a lot of those guys just coming from like d1 schools transfers or just yeah. they got decommitted to themselves so and hockey is yeah. definitely crazy we got some 22 year old freshmen division three hockey so it's pretty yeah. crazy I, I, I didn't realize you see that more in d3 than you do in d1 because i think a lot of guys max out in uh junior hockey yep. hoping to get that d1 opportunity and then uh th- then these schools out. love to recruit yeah they'll say hey this guy's got three years on of experience over some prep school kid right or yeah like yeah. we had uh we had a couple kids at kua that like we're getting recruited like a couple like d1 schools but they were like yeah like uh i want the education of it so yeah going uh nezcac like a couple went to trinity uh one went to Bowdoin and stuff they're like yeah i might as well yeah um just overall though how is like the bean pod experience and just the atmosphere playing with all those schools oh it was it was awesome like kind of everything you dream about i actually got kicked out of my first bean pod game so um i don't know i like one of those things like i guess uh like i i hit kevin hayes from behind uh suspect call but whatever um but yeah like kind of interesting start to the career but then uh next year being able to win it um it was special like we had a really special team that year so um it's just kind of cool seeing everyone come together like anyone on campus um the garden's rocking uh with northeastern starting to do better now northeastern probably got one of the best student sections i've seen and playing them twice in the finals and um yeah, it's just the whole city shuts down. Like, before the games, you get the police escort to the rink just because of Boston traffic and stuff. Like, it's just the whole thing's fun. Yeah, what was both of your guys' experience in the NCAA tournaments? I know, uh, Jake, you made it uh, one year. And I think, Doyle, you were in there twice. Kind of, what was it like? And kind of just like a, a different tournament than any really other college tournament you see. It's only 16 teams, six uh, single-game eliminations. So kind of what was, what was it like playing in that? Yeah, I just made it my freshman year. We we played uh we lost to Ferris State one nothing and it we just couldn't get anything going offensively and it, like you said, the the way it's laid out, it's it's just one game where in hockey it, typically it's a series and it's at least in pro it is and it's way more of a grind and there's battles within the battles and but for the NCAA tournament, I just remember all the hype around it. I was only a freshman. So we we snuck in. We had like a great win in the semifinals of the ECACs against Quinnipiac, and we lost to Union in the finals, but we got an at-large. And we played Ferris State, who we beat twice that year already, and they just we just couldn't get by. I think uh, your your buddy Mott, who, yeah, his, his brother goalie. is a goalie, yeah. yeah, and he yeah he was great, but great experience. It was in Cincinnati. We had it was fun just you go on the road there's a lot more media and everything so you're kind of stepping into playing like he, Doyle at BU probably saw it a lot more throughout the year but Colgate you don't see a lot of the media action so that was uh I remember the, uh, the lights were out for that but we were supposed to make it the next year we brought back our whole team we were the last team left out that was a bit of a heartbreaker but that's it you, you don't get those opportunities too often looking back on it it was a sweet experience though. So. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, like, uh, I remember watching Jake go through it just because my first year we didn't make it. Um, so kind of watching them play, made sure to watch the game and stuff, like kind of thinking about making it. And then you come back the next year, my sophomore year, we had a 
a really good team, a lot of good players and go on a run and probably still one of the best runs I've ever been on in my life where um, I think we were like third, second or third in the country. So they kept us East. So we didn't have to travel that far, which was awesome. Playing in Manchester, had all our fans and stuff and um, make it through two overtime games to get to the garden. And then you're playing in the frozen four in Boston um, after we had already won two championships there that year. Like we were feeling pretty confident. You play North Dakota, like, Anytime you play North Dakota, I think they have the best fans in any any college sport for hockey. Who, who was on that team that year, Doyle? For Nodak? Yeah. Like Jordan Schmaltz and like a couple – like maybe players that aren't playing that much in the NHL, but good, like the Schmaltz brothers and a couple of those guys. But um, their goal is at McIntyre. He was with Boston for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but – and then obviously – um like seven minutes away from a national championship some stuff happens and um tough way to lose but um and then uh honestly we had so many guys returning the next year too like jake was saying like you expect to be back um like obviously eichel's a huge part but you come back junior year and thought we were going to be good and have a hiccup we kind of laid an egg in our playoff game and then uh my senior year we had uh probably the toughest regional matchups in the like in the country that year by far because we were the like eight seed going in and usually play a lower one but we ended up playing North Dakota because they were hosting a region so we had to fly too far go North Dakota to play them and that's still the loudest rank I've ever been in my life but going to double overtime and stuff so like a lot of really cool experiences I ended up losing in overtime the next one to go to the frozen four but um probably just playing North Dakota in any any type of game, no matter where it is, is a really interesting experience. Yeah. Off of that, um, both of you guys are captains. Uh, how is that like being a captain on a big hockey school, like keeping all the guys in line? I mean, you obviously want to be like a really good teammate and still be like their boy. So how do you, how was that? Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Like uh, I'm always one that, like I like I never really like understood like when a senior wasn't really like, hanging out with freshmen or whatever like in high school or like when we got to BU like always like thought everyone should be as close as they could and uh, since we did summer school and stuff all the freshmen came in I think we had ten freshmen my senior year and five of them were first round draft picks so like it was kind of interesting getting over like the like you're like learning your role type thing but. Um, we ended up kind of breaking the ice pretty quickly because uh, all ten of them came to Marblehead for the Fourth of July. Um, oh, break so, the ice! I, I, I remember. I remember that. That was a blast. Yeah, so like it was a pretty like great way to break the ice and get everyone out of their shell. And like after that, it was kind of mayhem. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Like definitely throughout the year, it was. It was. Uh, there were some tough moments, obviously, with so many freshmen and as, and as talented as they were. But like overall, it was. It was a like it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think Matt and Kyle had like half the PC team. Yeah, Jesus. At Browns Island last year, they were all wearing their Providence jerseys. We didn't do yeah, that, of course. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, for me, we weren't. We struggled my senior year. We lost a lot of scoring, and it's hard. Like to answer your question, it's on every team. There's you're gonna have guys who are unhappy with their situation, and the key is just trying to not let that leak into the what everyone else is trying to do. Um, I found it tough at times when that would happen from uh, upperclassmen. It's a hard conversation to have because they're obviously when you're in college, these guys are your best friends. You're around all the time, but there's this accountability aspect that has to be put into place. 
Um, but I, I don't know. I was fortunate. I had a good, good uh, assistant captains too. Like, so we had, we had a pretty tight ship. We just didn't really have that uh, talented of a team that year, which um, hurt us, but it's, it's definitely a, it's a good question. It's hard, man. It, I think in college more than anything, because in pro guys, the leadership group will tell you the way it is. It doesn't matter. But in college, you're having conversations with your best friends. And yeah. when those have to be hard conversations and, it's just tough to do. Yeah, it's definitely hard. Like, uh, I started my college career with, I think we had nine freshmen in my class, and only three of them lasted till senior year. So, um, and then one of them was coming off a season long suspension from like the NCAA. So, like, it was just kind of hard being like one of the only upperclassmen. A bunch of the junior class had left too early to go pro. So, uh, we had such a young team, and like, it was still kind of like a little bit different of a locker room, but kind of like a, we just had to come together. A couple of the sophomores stepped up, like uh, Charlie McAvoy wore in a, like a letter, and like he was huge because so many guys wanted to follow him. Now, what was that transition from the college game to the pro game? Like, how different is it? Um, kind of, you were saying, like whatever the the older guys said went. How different of a of a kind of team, and how different was that nature playing in college to now you're in the pros and it's different game. Um. Yeah, I mean, the game, I don't know how you feel, Jake. Like, I think the game's almost more structured. Like, guys aren't flying around as much. Uh, like, a lot more guys, like, I mean, you have the certain lines that are skating around and, and killing guys. But, like, overall, guys are so much smarter. And uh, the margin of error is uh, that much that much smaller. Usually you make a mistake, it ends up in the back of the net pretty quick. Uh, but, honestly, it was just kind of getting used to, like, the life away. Usually you're – all the same age, you're hanging out every day, you're in class together, you're at the rink together, and you go home, have dinner in the dining hall. Like, you're always doing the same thing. But they're like, I think we had like a 15 uh, like kids on our team. So, like, uh, I think there was like five guys that had like two or three kids. So, it was a lot different of a locker room because you have kids running around the locker room all the time. Um, guys at home are with families instead. So, like, it's a lot different finding like a group to be around all the time. Yeah, to Doyle's point, it, the game, it's it's cleaner to a certain extent, but um, you're playing like 68 – what do you play, 72 games in your conference, whatever. You play, you're playing three times as many games over the course of a year. So just the longevity aspect of it. And um, you, you have to be disciplined pretty much every day. Like it, it's not like college if you mess up or whatever. You're still in the school. You're still in the team. Like if you're not – if you're – if you're – bring the team down or you're not playing the right way like they'll just you they can get rid of you and then your whole life is flipped upside down um so there's that that aspect of it that's tough um but you just got to be disciplined i think like each day if you're not taking care of yourself one injury can really affect your year because it just lingers man because you just like i guess you you don't have time to rest really there's all-star break and that's essentially it christmas break a little bit but you're just in a grind. I, I, I always say you just, it's like you hop into a portal and you're just in this hockey world and you're just going. And then when the season's over, you hop back out and you come back kind of to your regular life. That's at least how I look at it in terms of just being in this lane of just being disciplined and uh, doing what's right for your career. Yeah, it's hard. There's a lot of dog days this season too. A lot like, of dog days. But you just got to be on top of that. Yeah. Gotta read. Me, me and Doyle do a book club now. Yeah. We have for a couple of years, but we, you actually we, read the book club in quarantine. 
I'm, I'll, I'll just I'll admit that I'm a little bit behind. Jake reads a lot faster. Than <laughs> um, he's, he's a better reader than I am. But I also think that being in California helps them because, like, warm weather, you want to be outside, like, laying by the pool, like, laying, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, in the I, fair. Like, that's, a, that's the best yeah. excuse you've had yet. That's, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm dead serious because I'm actually, like, when I'm in the, like, since this quarantine started, four books. Like, let's go. Yeah, you're, you're hot right now. Yeah. Go like, on. once I get started, you can't stop me. But then, like, sometimes <laughs> I just, like, it's cold in Cleveland. Like, the wind's whipping. I go home. I don't want to, like, the Browns are on. Yeah, the Browns, Browns are on. Monday morning podcast, post-Browns loss. Yeah, I got to tune in to ESPN. Like, I, just, I got a lot of stuff going on. Um, one of my last hockey questions is, is there a time in the ice, either you're dangled or lost a fight, that you've just been embarrassed, either at college or pros? Just Well, I'll start that one. I, we were playing Doyle my first year when I was uh, in Manitoba. We are playing <laughs> Doyle in Cleveland. And uh, it's the it's the end of the year, and uh, one of their guys just he kind of takes a run at our young guy. This kid Sammy Niku, who's a, plays for Winnipeg now, like he's pretty young Finnish defenseman, whatever. Took a run at him, so I don't know. I hadn't I hadn't I had one fight before, but it was kind of just a tie up. So I just asked this guy off the face off. I'm like, let's go. And and I knew Doyle was on the other team too, so I'm like, this will this will kind of be a treat. He didn't want me. I didn't want Doyle. No, I don't want Doyle. But I squared up this guy, and he just – I reach in to grab him, and he just suckers me right, o- right away, hits me. I'm, like, fishing. He's just hitting me left and right. I get up. He seatbelts me, takes me down all over before I even knew what happened. And I get up, and I'm like, oh, just that just wasn't a good one. But I don't know. I mean, you're never really embarrassed. I was just more like, more like Doyle is definitely howling at me right now. But – Oh, that's that's yeah, my I one. Like, oh, I don't even want to one up you in a like a worse way, but yeah, like I got one touch this year. Uh, we were in yeah, Canada. I saw that. <laughs> um, I like fought the night before too, and we went to Grand Rapids, and like I knocked like one of their like tougher guys out of the game. So like their whole bench, and like they have a pretty tough team, like that Shine McElrath, like oh yeah, um, like they're like they can definitely throw them and like. I work with uh, – we have, like, one of the best fighters in the league on our team, and, like, I'll work with them a little bit. So, like, I'm – I don't know. I don't really want to do it, but, like, if I have to do it, like, I'm comfortable enough. But uh, when I knocked him out of the game, I knew that, like, I was going to have to answer the bell at some point. But um, – and I wanted to get it over with as quick as possible. And they had a kid uh, like Giovanni Smith who's – I don't know if he spent a good amount of time in Detroit this year, but I went in, like, missed grabbing him. Like, I missed his jersey completely. And he just came over with a right and hit me pretty good. Uh, I almost stayed on my feet, but didn't. Yeah. Yeah, what's the what chirping like? What's the chirping like going from uh, to juniors AHL? Is it kind of just same hockey as hockey? Everyone's you know giving it back and forth, or does it get progressively, you know, more or less as you as you go up? I don't know. I've heard some pretty wild stuff that I definitely can't repeat. And uh, right now, just on ice, but. To, you can't really the chirping in college like in front of the net after every whistle guys are just bickering but in pro it's like they'll either just fight or not yeah. so there's less nonsense on that end guys are older too so it's just like it seems more real when there's chirping going on like there's actually like hate inside or whatever it's stemming from but in college it's just there are games where that you can't fight 
And that's the one component of fighting that I think is good for the game. That accountability aspect, you wouldn't get that. And guys would just be running around like crazy. And uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there's you hear so many things over the course of, of the season that's just – yeah, I've like that one teammate that's absolutely hysterical. Like, uh, of course. Yeah, like I don't want to repeat anything this guy said, but like in the one in high school, this kid Connor Evangelista just kind of like say the most absurd things that I've ever heard a human being say. But like they were just so unique that like usually in high school, like growing up, it was like, oh, like I'm going here, where are you going? Like stupid things. Now, like it's actually like uh, I don't know. Yeah, some- that was a that was a big one growing up. Yeah. Where are you going to school? Yeah, but then now, like, uh, I was saying, like, we had, like, the toughest kind of league. So, like, no one really, like, all our games are pretty tame because no one really wanted to kind of wake him up. And um, yeah. it was just kind of nice because, like, when you knew he was in the lineup, you were, like, kind of good for, like, a couple cross checks or, like, a couple saying things because nothing was really going to happen. Oh, yeah. we his The guy on his team, his brother, plays in uh, just, just, like, maybe not as tough. I don't know, but just yeah. really tough, too. Plays in uh, Stockton. And we played the same teams like eight times in my division, Bakersfield, Ontario, Stockton, right? Tucson. We all play each other so many times throughout the year. So there's so many little rivalries within them. And I just, I, he skated by our bench late in the year. One of our, one of our young guys, like a young defenseman hits, hit one of their guys, whatever he skates by. And he's like, he's like, yeah, clear out your calendar tomorrow night. Clear it out. We got a date. Yeah. <laughs> I, I started I was kind of laughing. I'm like, that's a good one right there. Like, yeah. good way to let a guy know. I don't know. You hear a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, there was one. Like, uh, they did a documentary called Ice Guardians, like about like fighting in the game and stuff. And like, he's one of the main people that they focus in on. The guy on my team. Um, and like, he'd done some pretty funny things like all along the last three years. But the one that topped it this year we were in Syracuse, and uh, one of their tough guys was like. Just like the number one rule in warmups is don't cross the red line. Like uh, it's pretty simple. Like just don't go on the other team's side. And this guy twice like came and picked up a puck on our side. And finally, like a guy on our team just snapped and was like skating around in their zone. Like kind of had him by the shirt. And just like watching the fear go over that kid's face was the absolute funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh yeah. And he goes, uh, his his thing was, buddy, come on our side again. I'll go down and drink your goalie's water bottle. Like, it's a good one. Um, Changing directions here, a couple last questions. Just funny. Uh, What's your uh, favorite roast beef place? Not just in Marblehead. Favorite pizza spot in Marblehead. And who has the best summer bod between you guys? All right, I'll go first. Kelly's roast beef. You said not in Marblehead, right? Yeah. At Kelly's roast beef, tough to beat. Like you get, anytime I fly home, it's right Kelly's on the way back. Oh come on, Kelly's pay like seventeen oh, yeah. bucks for a beef. No, I think it's it's good stuff. There's that one up in North Andover. I forget the name of it. That's good too. But Kelly's is just it's so convenient coming back from Logan, driving to Marblehead, yeah. call it in. By the time you leave Logan, it's ready. You get things too. It's open until like four a.m. too. It's always open no matter what time. It, exactly. That's that's my you go-to. Want to one or no? No, that one's trash. It has to be the Revere Beach one. Okay. Seriously, it has to be the Revere Beach one. Pizza and Mar- what do you? What's your roast beef spot? I mean, I'll just like keep it simple. I lived next to Minos growing up, and I was like the fattest kid in Marblehead. Ha- can't be in Marblehead, dude. That was no, 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 I know. It That's doesn't happen anywhere. It doesn't happen. Oh, anywhere. Yeah, oh, I, I'm like a Minos. Give me like a beef sauce. 
Like, I'm good. Oh, probably Village. I liked Villages growing up. Yeah, Village. I feel like it was a little inconsistent. I don't know. And it was, like, on the way. Like, everyone had their bike parked out front. So, like, I don't know. It's just – that's my thing. Well, VB, if you just order, and by the time you grab a soda or water, she's like, Big Beef Sausage is ready. Yeah, exactly. But I'd always get the cheese – I'd always get the cheesesteak from Village. That was – that's that's a good one. Pizza, I was always a house guy. I haven't been there in a couple years, though, man. I – Doyle's got me on this strict diet, so I, I yeah, I don't really like cauliflower pizzas. I don't, I don't eat the like uh, roast cake. beef and pizza anymore. Um, I'll agree with that. I'm trying to get the summer body ready, but uh, if I had to have a slice of pizza, I don't know, probably Vesuvius. Vesuvius yeah. cauliflower pizza is pretty elite. It's uh, they it's, have cauliflower pizza there. there. I see, get it. see, like if I'm having if I'm if I'm having pizza, I'm having the carb. Like I'm not. I don't need to cut a corner. But you okay, know or you can just have cauliflower pizza more often. Not but I like work. house. House is good. Um, yeah, house is house is calzones, man. You ever try the the? I know you said like had to be in Marvel, but that PZA place like across from. Yeah, Seattle. you sent me that. That place is really good. I like those uh, spots. They have a lot of those in California. The like where you make your own and you can do the cauliflower crust. It's like fast food pizza. It's all right. Yeah, they um. My new favorite pizza. Kind of a lame right answer, right but... down the street from where I live right now. It, uh, Cleveland has great food. Cleveland has good food, but the pizza place right now in uh, Brunswick, it's elite. If I went to college here, I would be three fifty. Yeah, I'm a uh, I'm a Bowden guy, so I I spend a lot of time uh, up in Brunswick. What place are you talking about? Portland Pie, so oh, good. Yeah, yeah, Portland Pies. Yeah, Portland Pies. They have a uh, they have a they have a a mimosa special on Sunday, so me and my boys are always down over there getting some pizza and some mimosas. Kind of dude, awesome. that that's the best part about college is the Sunday, the Sunday like yeah day drink, right? Because yeah. it's like all the parties are off and you just get your crew and you you do something fun like that. That's, yeah, I'm not even chirping, Colby. Yeah. Do you guys have like a bar you can go to for like football or not really? For football, yeah, we had rushes, but we had the jug, which is just a legendary spot. Gotcha. Yeah, small town, man. Small town. Yeah, every Sunday, the draft. Doyle. Oh, yeah. Well, you're in Boston. That's a whole different animal. Uh, you ever go to Lighthouse um, for the subs down there in Brunswick? Uh, I haven't been yet, no. I'd highly recommend the, the steak and cheese from, uh, from, from Lighthouse. That's my, that's my go-to. All right. I'm in. I've like, yeah, I'm Doyle, here. when I come up, we'll go there. We'll go get that pizza. Jake, you're actually not invited anymore. I told you <laughs> you're expired. Um, no, I'm, I'm basic. Like, I came up in the summer and used to stay at my buddy's house, so I never really went out to eat at the restaurants. So, like, we'd literally, like, only go in for either pizza just to bring back or gelato fiasco. Yeah, gelato fiasco. I'm a big, uh, what's it called? Uh, Little Saigon, if you're into. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll go. Okay. That's a lead. Yeah, Hartford. Hey, what year, what year are you guys, what year are you guys in uh, school? Uh uh, we're the same age coming up, but Tom did a PG. Yeah, I, I went to Hotchkiss right by right, right by Berkshire. That was that was a fun time. But yeah, uh, Harvard, you guys, you guys don't have your spring right now. That's that's too bad. Yeah, our seasons got booted. I had three games. Yeah, uh, we were we just got ranked like the first time in a couple of years after like that's a shame. Loss in the regionals. I don't know about you guys, James, but. Yeah, we were coming down to train to get a little revenge on them this year. Uh, no way, we would. No, they beat us. Guys. They beat us pretty good last year. When Tom wasn't there, we took we took two or three. I uh, no, no, we lost it. But uh, my bench presence makes that big of a difference. Yeah, that's it, man. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's always fun because because we're in the same. So the way the baseball works in the NESCAC is it's 
Um, you play each team on your side. So there's four teams, you'll, four series you play against. Um, best of three series. So we'll play Trinity every year. Look at James's James's coaching That's first a good base last year. James yeah. is coaching first base, and all I hear is Marvel. Oh, I was hearing it. I was hearing it. Just got a haircut, and they're just tripping my haircut that I got. I was like, Jesus Christ, I can't. Man, I that's the best that's the best part about sports is playing when you play like your buddy or something like that like and you get into college and for like whenever i play doyle and pro too it's by far my favorite even when i play guys who i played with my first year it's just it's a funny oh, dynamic i love yeah, that I, mean, I got the new move for you I got oh, you're, what are you gonna they were lined up like right like the d-man like right inside uh the ozone right by our bench and, like yeah we're just water bottle squirting right down the palm <laughs> I'm just soaking wet gloves. I'm like, this is perfect. I can't wait to get Jake. So you, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm up. In, I'm up in the play every chance I get. Now I don't hang out at the blue one. <laughs> you know, you score all the time now. Yeah. Hey, uh, summer bod though, Doyle. I mean, he's a freak. Like, I, I, I'll, I'll give him that one. I'll see on the fourth. I'll see on the fourth though. I'll see on the fourth though. I'll be ready to go. I'll yeah, join in. Uh, I had a tough showing last summer on the fourth. Uh, bod was good, but. Um, it's because I lost a bet with Jake and had to had to drink a few in the morning, so I looked a little bloated. But Thomas, you're uh, in. We're gonna do. Gym. We're doing yeah, a. Doing we that. do a gym circuit. Will Quigley, yeah, Quigs Quigs came, game. showed up one time all summer, just before the fourth, before going out on the boat all day. Took over the gym. Uh, yeah. yeah, I woke but, up. I woke up after the third, and I was like, "Dude, I'm definitely going." Like, I'm so in. And my friend calls. He's like, "Do you, do you want to walk out like right now?" And I'm like, "Yeah, all right." Well, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't do it. Six a.m. Brought everything out to the beach and then went met you guys. That was a great day. Yeah, it's that's a good. Cool. That's our. That's oh, the best tradition we got going. Yeah, easily. Goes on the beach now. Makes it better. Yeah, we yeah. changed it up. Uh, everyone's on the. It used to be everyone going on the boats. They kind of flipped the script a little bit. The lot, at least this year, most people were on the beach. At least yeah, everyone a boat guy because I liked having the tables and the games and stuff. Yeah, we had, <laughs> we did. That's really nice. We had the whole. We had the whole <laughs> island. We had yeah, the whole island the singing out, happy dude. birthday to Doyle yeah. last year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, that was that was insane. MJ got that going. <laughs> Couple drives. Uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, give, well, I'll give summer ball to Jake, and he doesn't have to try with it. Guy, uh, humble. That's it. Classic. I don't work hard. I to, uh, you sound, that's like yeah. Miles. That's the same thing. Yeah, but Miles actually eats the most carbs out of anyone, and I hope he's. <laughs> <laughs> Just clip it and send it to him. So yeah, say, like my best friend in in Cleveland ended up signing in Baco this year, and like him and Jake are like might move into the same house this summer and live together. Like, absolutely, <laughs> just small world. The hockey world's a small world. I'm sure yeah, you yeah. guys see it with like baseball playing, right? It's just everyone, everything's connected, man. You can just know people from when you're like ten. You're like, oh crap, man. friend with friend, that's and everybody knows everyone somehow. Yeah, yeah that's it. It's crazy. Time. Well, uh, thanks for coming on um, during the quarantine time. Hopefully, you're staying busy for the rest of the time. That's it, boys. Yeah, That's try fun. to. Hopefully, things open up back back again soon. Who knows? Hope so. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, the uh, hopefully the Browns make a couple more good picks today for you, Doyle. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a couple picks they need to have. They uh, they better figure it out. <laughs> What's your prediction? What's your prediction, picks. Doyle? You think they trade Odell? Do you think they have more win than the Pats next year? Uh, yeah, I do. 
I, I think the getting rid of Kitchens is huge. Like they're they're he was so bad. He he was so he's a great offensive coordinator. Yeah. Like he just lost control and like the city almost burned down. Like by like every game they're getting like fourteen penalties a game. Like I don't know, it was crazy. But... You kind of like that. Though. You, got, you need some grit. You need some grit to a yeah. Like hey, yeah, like you I have, have a problem with the swagger, but like maybe keep the helmet on and don't swing at it. <laughs> That was wild. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. It's just – I think, yeah, I think they get a rock in the share. I think they're a playoff. Ah, I mean, Lamar, they, like, they'll be a wild card. They're good. Yeah, yeah North is so they're good. good. They're good. Yeah, the Steelers. Uh, I read your article this morning. You think Fromm comes to the pass or what? And I think I think he could be the best quarterback. He's such a Brady – no one talks about him. He just puts his head down, works his butt off. Like, he yeah. was a leader like of the team. I like one. Yeah, he was a leader of a team at 18 years old. He has like 23 year olds just falling right in front of him. That's you gotta like that. Yeah, I was watching some Stidham career. highlights though. I think Stidham might be the truth. He's uh, he's turning. Yeah, that, you see his Stidham's howitzer? You see that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I want I want Edelman to go to Tampa Bay. That's oh, gotta happen. Dude, can oh. we talk about this though? How like are you guys like actually rattled about it? Because if I read one more post about how people are like disrespected I'm by Tom I'm over it. Six doing this to, to them. Like, I don't understand how he, like, what I love is, it. He, he doesn't do? owe us. He doesn't owe us anything. Yeah. Like what is, oh. what is like, I just want to ask you, like, what does he owe you? He gave you nine Super Bowl appearances. I mean, that, that guy almost died in the Super Bowl. He was running on like no legs. I'm pretty sure his back was just gone. He, he caught the biggest pass in the Super Bowl. Like who cares? We didn't get a first round pick. We want a Super Bowl. I, I'm, I would trade, I would trade a, our whole draft for another Super Bowl. Oh, every, yeah. like I think I, I said that the other day. Like any GM, which I guarantee five of their next five first round picks for a Stanley Cup, Super Bowl, World Series. I mean, like look a, at the, the, the Red are, Sox said that the Red Sox said they they would spend five hundred million dollars on any player ever for one year to win and to win the World Series. I literally think that the Astros are laughing that they won the World Series and they will not care no matter how many times they get hit <laughs> this year. They're, they're the yeah. happiest guys in the world that this COVID started. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they are the they are the biggest beneficiaries of this. I mean, they were getting pegged in spring tra- like guys who weren't even on the team just pegged. <laughs> in spring training. I was like, were they sorry. actually? <laughs> That's so it's ruthless. Hard. It's also hard to throw at someone because you like you're sitting there and you you hit him. I hit like a guy in the knee. Their career is could be toast. Oh, nice. These poor kids finally make it, and they're they're getting a shot, and they're just getting pegged from what. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like it's like the sixtieth guy on the roster, and he's just wearing one off the back. It's like come on, just ninety five right off the back. Yeah, that's, that's sick. Really good. That's like the worst feeling too. At least they're in warm weather. Imagine if that was happening, like they do spring no, the, training up, and they're getting plunked in the cold. The worst feeling is when you get a ball hit right back at you, and just oh, yeah, that's brutal. But you don't, you can't even think when that happens, right? It's just like. A, do you remember that when you were growing up when you got hit in the uh, on the yeah. cards? Yeah, I was, <laughs> dude. I was, I was in the on deck circle. Yeah, Ev, was it Evan Camo? Yeah, yeah, we were playing the Dodgers. Evan Camo probably through like eighty. He threw absolute lazy. <laughs> yeah, he be, like buried Rosetti in the eye. Series All Star. Yeah, who was the better? Uh, who was the better Little League? Christian didn't yeah. see for like three years. Oh, I got Doyle there, no doubt. What? Little League. Lily. James James has a bad story. James had a walk off grand slam off of me. Down by three, bottom six. That's brutal. Your, your guys' rivalry has been going on for years. Yeah. Yeah. It hit the hit, hit the yellow. You know the yellow. Okay. Your guys' age group was yeah. baseball. Yeah. yeah, we had we had Maddie. We, you guys ever watched like nine year old nine year old all stars? Maddie and Kyle. I went to a game. 
and and Kyle came out to the mound to talk to Maddie, and Maddie threw his glove at him. And they started fighting. <laughs> Sounds about right. And uh, now they was, throw weights at each other in the gym. Oh, it yeah. was bad. Matt would run out, and, and Matt probably threw every single inning, and probably can't throw a baseball to this day. Yeah. You're just yeah. dying, dying for marble and literally baseball. So did you yeah. say you Jake in baseball? Little League, yeah. I mean, I I went. We went to the Little League World Series. Shortstop, you. <laughs> I think we we were the only team that won a states after you. went to like the Babe Ruth World Series, which is or regionals. You guys went. We were in Cal Ripken though, which sucked. Yeah, so, same here. Was, That's why we, we would have been. We would have been on ESPN, but Cal Ripken. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. How was that winning the regionals when you guys? What was that? Twelve. Wow. Twelve-year-olds, whenever you, whenever that was. Yeah. Yeah, twelve-year-olds. It was sick. We beat uh, Newtown, Connecticut, and then we went. We we didn't win a game in the World Series, but it was still it was still fun. Yeah. We had we had Aaron McAndrews pitching. Uh, we had this girl was pitching oh, like submarine, dude. It was the most electric team the Calarcan World Series has ever seen, even though we didn't win. Aaron yeah, McAndrews in Little League. We we lost to Hawaii twenty-three to one our first game. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we beat a team like 39 to 2 one time. Remember that? Yeah, it was, yeah we had some big we, wins. We had, we had kids hitting lefty hitting home runs. Like they were righties and they'd come in. And then we were winning 39 to 2 and Matt wanted to pitch, 39 nothing. And Matt wanted to pitch in the last inning. He's like, dude, let me pitch. Let me pitch. Let's up a two run jack. Of course. <laughs> that was the last time <laughs> I think he pitched. Jake, is but, that, uh, is literally, or California World Series a highlight of your life? Have you um, top, top three. Yeah. I mean, Probably you miss Cooperstown though. Yeah, but still, that was that was <laughs> Cooperstown that is was worth it. You think? Yeah. If you had won the Cowherpin World Series, what would you be more proud of, that or the high school championship? Ooh. Uh that for sure. <laughs> the high school championship was easy. Do you think everyone would have gotten a tattoo like they did in high school? <laughs> oh, all right, full circle. We've come full circle. <laughs> Cal Ripken logo. <laughs> Cal, the Iron Man logo. Just... <laughs> brand it top three moment of my life like honestly all things considered where, where, where i'm at now it? 27 yeah uh <laughs> it was in aberdeen maryland yeah. yeah they got a whole facility down there now but they, it's i don't even know what they do for the league now like i don't isn't Based the calorican world time. series like 16 year olds or something it's not like yeah they do weird now, but like i, I want to go to the world series so bad yeah, I know. You, honestly, Doyle, you would have enjoyed your experience. Dude, that, that game is still that the Little League World Series game. I wish that thing. I, w- I wish I could play that right now. Yeah, yeah I got Maddie no so mad that he threw his Wii controller into the TV, <laughs> just right through the TV. <laughs> you go on with these stories. Yeah, especially. yeah. Especially with those clowns. All right. Well, thanks so much uh, for coming on, guys. This is huge. Hopefully, uh, you stay safe, and we'll get back to normal life and we'll see we see you guys in the fourth yeah that's it let's let's plan for let's plan for the fourth we'll uh we'll get a little circuit in then we'll 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 get going but thanks guys this is this is great everyone stay safe doyle i'll see you up in maine a couple weeks yeah yeah james i'll see you in maine yeah (laughs) thanks guys all right see you fellas a few moments later all right another great interview with Jake and Doyle there getting into some some local stuff. We got the Fourth of July talk, North Shore beefs again, and uh, you know a little little league banter. I mean, those guys were great. Just getting the banter going back and forth between them, huh? Yeah, pretty funny. 
I mean, they work out all the time in the summer. Like I, I'm always in there with them in the same gym. So it's good to see they like kind of push each other. Definitely two of the like hardest working guys I know. Cool that they're both from Marblehead and very like different paths to to their careers in the AHL. But I always great to get the local talk in. I mean, Browns out on the fourth of July. My opinion is the best place. I mean, you can possibly be in fourth. That's just definitely our take. Literally, talk is good. I mean, now that I look back on it, what Jake said is we've had a a long battle between us. Yeah. We played a lot against each other, which is the two baseball guys in our friend group, which is pretty cool. But like their like their takes on that stuff and the banner is pretty funny. Back yeah, now, yeah. switching. Switching gears to the Pats talk, though, we talked about the day day two stuff, the last podcast. So we haven't really talked about the day three stuff. What do you think about those, the kicker acquisition, couple offensive linemen? Yeah, I mean, it seemed like a very Bill Belichick draft, kind of how it was going there. I mean, filling, definitely filled some needs. We got the two tight ends. Seemed like we got a, a lot of versatile guys who Bill likes who can hopefully fill needs with the two linebackers, two tight ends there. You know, interesting with the the Kyle Duggar pick was a 37 overall. Seemed like he tested or he's just I mean he's a freak athlete. I mean the highlights we saw were yeah he's going up against D two talent but he looked that could be like me playing like against yeah. the Raiders though. I mean he looked good so but you never really know how a D2 guy is going to translate to the NFL. I saw something on Twitter. It was other NFL execs kind of validating the pick, making it sound like he was, you know, very – or has a lot of potential and, and could be pretty good going forward. I mean, I can see him being plugged in right away as the punt returner. That's where I see him. What do you think about that? I mean, that special teams role is huge in the Patriots. They always value that. And maybe not as – probably right away as a punter turner. I don't really see Edelman being back there again just because there's fumbling issues and stuff like that. He could definitely be like a blocker and stuff like that. Maybe not a kick returner. We, we got a guy out of Arizona as like a free and signing that's supposedly a kick returner with a couple other um, – wide receiver signings, like the rookie signings that are slot guys and like return specialists. So maybe there, that's where they see him. But the Duggar pick, I feel like I was definitely skeptical at the beginning and maybe other teams just didn't want to get a chance on him. And Bill has the rep to do that. And he's allowed to do that because it's Bill Belichick, obviously. So, I mean, I hope it works out. I think he could be an absolute stud or a bust. D2 guys, you never really know just because of what they play. But the senior bowl, he did well, and he held his own. He just seems like an athletic freak. He's 24 years old, though. So remember, he's pretty old. Yeah, we saw probably biggest winner of the draft for the Patriots, Jarrett Stidham, the not-going quarterback. Seems to me that at least they got a lot of – or at least they have faith that he is their best option moving forward. Uh, you know, they, they don't sign Cam Newton or Jameis Winston in the offseason. No trade yet for Jacoby Brissett, which some people were thinking, you know, maybe that could happen. With the Colts getting Jacob Eason, if they want him, you know, they'll have Eason and Rivers. So is Jacoby Brissett expendable or not? I don't know. We'll find out. What do you think about them going no quarterback in the draft and kind of just – I mean, they signed a guy from Michigan State who – doesn't seem to be 
very good. I mean, who knows about that? But they also signed the Louisiana Tech guy, Jamar Smith. Nothing, yeah, nothing, so nothing, be, nothing great stats. I mean, maybe just a filler competition. Yeah, so like, what do you think about them kind of moving forward with the quarterbacks they have? I mean, I'm not mad. Kassar, I read, uh, listened to the interview after day two, and it was Nick Casario, the, the personnel guy, basically like the main scout and stuff like that. And he said they were going to pick up a quarterback in day three, and it, Belichick said it didn't fall their way. They were planning on taking it. It's weird, though, to take a kicker. Yeah. If you if you have a guy you like, it's weird to take a kicker in that. But they've hit on Kaskowski and Vinatieri, so I, I don't blame them there. It weird. seemed like – it seemed like a, a lot of the guys they got like – it was, it was weird because they traded up for a lot of the guys they got, but it didn't necessarily seem like they needed to. I mean, maybe they did. Who knows how the draft board's going to work if, you know, if that's the guy you want. And we had the picks to, to, to move. So, I mean, if those are the guys you want, go ahead and, and grab them. But we still moved two tight ends there. Yeah, I think part of that is – I don't know how many picks we ended up with. Maybe the cap issues because you had to pay – the higher picks more money so they couldn't use all the draft picks in those rounds because we've been dealing with cap issues and bill's a bill's a cap savant so he knows what he's doing there exactly we got brady brady helps out a lot but i think we talked about earlier linebackers filled those two spots maybe they could be they're both veteran guys that know know what they're going to do two tight ends i think if you hit on one it's a win dalton keen we talked about he's kind of like an h-back didn't really catch much vertical passes um and he is supposedly a good blocker. He's a little taller than the UCLA guy, who I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. Yeah, I'm not but that guy, seems, that guy seems more of a vertical threat. Right now, I think the only tight end is Matt Lacoste, who was, he had one good catch last year touchdown. And I was like, oh, this guy might be good. But yeah. no weapons was a weird, weird thing for me to see. But Belichick came out and said, he's, he said, we used a second round pick on Sanu. So that's basically a second yeah. rounder. He was hurt, so hopefully he can come back. And I, th- I well, expect – I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. And I think Nikhil Harry is going to have a big up. Yeah. I, I Brady didn't really trust him. I think Stidham is going to look to him a lot because they got to work together a lot on the second team last year. So, besides that, definitely a classic Patriots draft. We got these linemen. Maybe one pans out like the David Andrews of the world. Besides that, no, nothing really flashy. I'm thinking like we're – at least this year – the offense, the offensive philosophy is probably going to, because I mean, we know the Patriots, whenever they draft or whenever they're game planning for a team, they're going to adapt pretty quickly to whatever their strengths are. So it seems like at least through the draft, they're looking to become more of the team they were in the last two weeks uh, before their last Super Bowl run and into the playoffs where it's kind of a, you know, a run first team, hopefully getting some more offensive line help. And then we got the two big tight ends. So I'm thinking it's going to be a more of a run first offense, trying kind of, you know, old school football time of possession, hold on to the ball, hopefully not have to make Stidham make too many plays, at least right away. Uh, You know, at least that's where I see them going right away and hope the defense can, you know, do. Yeah were able to do last year yeah I think the defense obviously the Jamie Collins didn't play well at the end of the, at the end of the season for us Van Noy is definitely a big addition so if those linebackers can fill in somewhat type of role Dante Hightower is great up the middle I do see that a lot of play action stuff I think you're going to get the Nikhil Harry like sweeps and stuff like that just get the ball in his hands I like those plays when they did that like I mean the one- I think 
the Bills when Mohamed Sanu can hit the block on fourth and one against the Bills. But, I mean, he's, he's our, probably our best athlete or offensive talent, so you want to get the ball in his hands as much as yeah. possible. I see them trying I mean, to early. Yeah, I just don't know what's going to happen with the whole Sony thing. Hopefully his knees are fixed. But as we talked about, he's a walking third and eight. He was horrible last year. Maybe that was just the scheme. But I, Rex Burkhead looked like a better runner than him. Mm-hmm. And James White is obviously great out of the, on the pass game. But besides that. I'm excited to see how Damian Harris works out. Because he didn't play. I mean, he was hurt last year. And I saw something yesterday on Twitter. So Stidham and Damian Harris were – they grew up together and played youth football together, I think, or were playing together when they were younger. So maybe a little connection there. I mean, I'm not saying like that's going to change, you know, make them better or whatever, but at least some familiarity there. Hopefully, I don't know. It's, I mean, a lot of unknowns with the Pagers this year, which is, I mean, it's, it's no, it's no. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting in the, in the sense that there hasn't been this, like this much anxiety in the off season about what's going to happen. Uh, so it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be new. It's gonna be interesting to see. We got the new, we got this, at least Stidham for a year. So hopefully, he plays well yeah. in the Stidham era. I, yeah, I also think what goes into the no quarterback is the whole Corona thing. You want to get your quarterback in fast. And yeah. with rookie quarterbacks, there's not a lot of time to repair now. So maybe that was part of the reasoning. I'm curious to what what your thoughts are on the whole uh, Brady going to. Byron Leftwich's and missing the right house, but supposedly he had a bag with pads and footballs, and supposedly he's just picking up a playbook. And many were saying that's illegal and stuff like that. So, what are your thoughts on that? My one of my things on 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 the whole, I mean, the whole Brady situation, him going to Tampa. So the, I want to say it was the last two years, maybe it was the last three years. He hasn't been to OTAs in the off season, which hurts especially when you're bringing in new receivers so he didn't he wasn't going to OTAs which I mean I understand he he has earned that right to you know spend right. family do more of his business stuff and whatever but now he's he's going to he's at least I don't know if they're doing OTAs now with corona but he was planning on going to OTAs with the Bucks. so I mean not a big not a big fan of that I mean, yeah. and I especially because there was reports saying that he was mad at Bill for not the weapons and he wasn't on the same page with those guys. And there's time after time again on film that's showing he had guys open that he didn't trust and he just forced the ball to Edelman. So that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Obviously, I'm never being mad at Brady. But after the Antonio Brown release and stuff like that, the Josh Gordon release, he kind of seemed pissed off. And I think that's what kind of sent him. He, even though he thought about leaving before, I think that's what kind of shut the door. Coming back. There's going to be a lot of, at least you think, a lot of Nikhil Harry and probably Jacoby Myers, I think, is going to be probably a bigger guy in the in the offense this year. We were saying Marquise Lee, who who I like, uh, you like too, if I think he's going to, to pan out. I don't, down the field. I mean, I don't like Sanu, uh, just based off what I saw last year. He looked pretty, pretty bad, but yeah. I mean, we only had him for, what, eight or ten games, so. Yeah, I just feel like he never got his role in the offense and he was hurt. I think he's a good player. He's definitely old on the older side. He does add versatility. He just looks different, looked awkward in a Patriots uniform compared to what I've seen from him uh, on the Falcons and the Bengals. 
So that was definitely a weird feeling. He never looked great in a Patriots uniform, to be honest. Maybe it doesn't fit the fourteen, the weird helmet. Yeah. He looks like he doesn't look athletic almost. I mean, he doesn't have the yellow. He doesn't have the orange of the of the Bengals or the red of the Falcons. He's he's not really like a like a. He blue. looks gross in the blue uniforms. Yeah. I yeah, never, I, I never, never loved that. I mean, that's kind of a personal nitpicky thing. I mean, he, who knows about that? I think when you're not playing well, it definitely goes into that. You can, yeah. I mean, if he was playing well, I'd say, oh man, he was meant to wear the 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 navy blue all the time. But I mean, yeah, the new uniforms, we'll have to see. I mean, I think their offensive line, I think, should be should pretty, be with Win Win uh, coming back for his first like David full Andrews second year. Back. That's huge. Yeah. So you have two. You have basically two three guys in the center that are bona fide studs who are really yeah. good players and then when hopefully takes the next step it's just the right tackle position maybe one of these guys can fill in i don't know is that we'll is that going to be mason on on the on the right tackle no i mean i think mason has been a guard his whole career i don't know patriots have i mean no dante is connect yeah that's gonna hurt is tooney a interior lineman too so it's tooney the guard only and uh, uh, Shaq Mason in the middle, probably. Yes, yeah, so you got Tooney, David Andrews, Shaq Mason, the win on left Marcus, tackle. Yeah, Marcus Cannon probably on the on the right tackle. Yeah, I he's he's old, so you never know. Maybe, maybe well, I don't know if we're gonna move Tooney. I think it depends on the year goes. He might be like a midseason move. He's getting paid like sixteen million dollars though. It's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he plays like a $16 million guy. But, I mean, we were saying before he came on, kind of, we were looking back at the, the last however many years of Super Bowl winners, and you, you don't really succeed generally when you pay your quarterback at least that much money. Like we were saying how the Chiefs are fortunate that Mahomes isn't getting paid that much money now, so he's going to, you know, what are the Chiefs going to do in whenever his contract comes up? It's kind of the same thing with the, with the Ravens now, they got Lamar Jackson on semi-short money relative to what he's going to be getting paid. Um, yeah. So I think, interesting I think Pat, doesn't Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes has two more years on his rookie deal. Mm-hmm. And Lamar has three. And I think that's why the, maybe the Patriots, time to win isn't now. Wait, wait for those guys to get paid and then make their run with a cheaper quarterback. Because unless Stidham plays out of the world, we need to sign him for a lot of money. Yeah, we were That's, saying like if 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 they wanted to go after Brissett, would they want to do that? I'm thinking no, just based off. I mean, if Stidham's your guy, then Stidham's your guy for this year and moving forward. And if that doesn't work out, we have Hoyer. I don't want to give up any decent draft capital that it's going to take to get Brissett because we kind of need that moving forward in the next couple of years to what whether it be a second, third, or fourth round pick to kind of build. Yeah, if anything, I see us trading away to get picks with our older secondary. I think McCordy's going to be here for life. Gilmore, definitely, you can't really get rid of him. He's 29, 30, solid, like the best corner in the league, arguably. Besides that, we don't have much flexibility with the cap. And I think next year we do have a lot. I think that's yeah, when we we're going to go to TAC. And I don't know who is a free agent then. But Deshaun Watson, hopefully – the reports that Bill O'Brien and Deshaun Watson aren't getting along. I mean, they traded DeAndre Hopkins. Um, that would be electric. I, I mean, if we get Deshaun, then that's definitely worth winning the year. I think he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league, probably. 
if especially not. especially the next years coming. And he's he's a young guy. He's a smart guy. He knows. I feel like he would fit in the system well. But what are your what are your predictions here for? I guess just going AFC East this year and Patriots record overall. Because also the Patriots this year. Another thing is when you when you win the division every year, like the Patriots, you play everyone. You, you play a division winner's schedule. So we'll have the Ravens, the Chiefs. Uh, who won in the the AFC South last year? Texans. Texans, so we'll be playing the Texans. Those could be four, those could be three losses right there for us. Yeah, so so we'll see. What are you thinking for if you had a it the, the way too soon prediction for? I mean, if we have an NFL season for the Patriots going forward, do you think they they still? I want to go. I want to go ten and six. I, yeah, ten and six was kind of my defense. Ten and six, nine and seven. Depends how good the Bills are. I think. It's going to be a flip flop between us and the Bills. I think the Dolphins are like an eight and eight team, maybe mm-hmm. sneaky nine and seven team. Are the um, Jets, Jets doing good now? Is Joe Douglas doing a good job with the GM? There? No, I, I, I think I think he's doing a good job. You can't, you just can't rule up Belichick. And I think the Dolphins have done more than the Jets have, and they have more. They have offensive weapons. They have now a really good secondary, and they were five and four in the last couple of games. I'm not a, I, I am a Donald guy. At the same time, I'm not a Donald guy. Yeah, I never really know if – I mean, this year was kind of supposed to be his – I mean, if not his breakout year, at least his take a big step. And then you had the whole mono thing knock him out for what was it, six, seven, or eight games, however many it was. I think he's – I think he's pretty good, but – I think he's pretty good, but where does he rank in the NFL? Probably bottom ten for starting quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick now, I'd say what – do you, What do you predict as the AFC East? If Brian Fitzpatrick's Ryan Fitzpatrick the starter, what what are your quarterback rankings there? Um, I mean, I think I think you have to put Stidham in the position just because he hasn't shown you anything. So you can't. I put, I, I put Stidham above Darnold. Above Darnold. Just just because of the system he's in. Yeah, I mean. Well, but it's also by success. So I think he has more success because he's not going to be asked as much. So I think it goes Josh Allen because he's an MVP, can't, like dark horse right now. I think the yeah. most money has been bet on him. And then Fitzpatrick is a proven, proven NFL quarterback. And he's going to balls to the wall, win you games. And Darnold hasn't showed much. He showed a couple of good games last year where he had like a surprise win. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely difficult. I think the AFCs might be – the craziest division this year. Yeah. I mean, the Bills are a really inter- interesting team, and we should probably have DJ on to, to get his take because he knows everything Bills. But I don't personally have that much f- faith in Josh Allen based on what I saw. He's good in the this era, or he at least should is thought to be good in this era of football. He's a mobile guy, strong arm, but he's just so inaccurate. I think I saw some stat of, his it was like throws of 20 yards or more down the field completion percentage and I don't think he did too well there I mean yes he has the rocket arm I don't I don't know if he's the guy who wins you who wins you games yeah I I I agree there I do like the talent he's a good he's a guy that's gonna win he's gonna scramble get you yards but I saw like a tweet yesterday or today that was just showing the throws and it's not like he's missing by like small windows he's missing guys wide open by a lot and maybe that's because he underestimates his arm but he's missing guys by by like 10 yards sometimes on outs and stuff like that 
And I don't know if you can trust him in a game where you need, you need a possession. You have one possession to win the game and you need a touchdown. And I don't know if you can have him go back, drop back for eight plays, 10 plays in a row and drive the ball down the field accurately without making a mistake. And his legs do add that dimension, uh, dimension that like all these quarterbacks nowadays have, but eventually you're not going to be able to like, you're not going to be able to depend on that all the time, especially in the playoffs. I mean, they had a really close game with us this year where he, he played pretty well, not great against one of the best defenses in the league. He's an interesting guy, I would say. I think he could go both ways. He could either go up this year and prove a lot of people wrong or go down and prove the haters kind of right. So I'm looking at the, the Patriots opponents for next year. So obviously we got two against the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins. And then how we were saying the division winner schedule. So we'll be playing the Texans, Chiefs, and Ravens. So a tough schedule there. And then we got – we're playing the NFC West this year. So we got the Niners. Oh. It was prob- I mean, this is probably the best division in football last year, I would say, with the, with the Niners and Seahawks both, both being very good. And then we have the Cardinals who – Up and coming. Tyler Murray is pretty legit. And then we have – the Raiders, who, I mean, who knows with Gruden. So definitely a tough schedule. Oh, and then the Rams, too. So, I mean, definitely. Is, uh, it's going to be a battle. Yeah. And then we also have the the Chargers as well because we're, we're playing. The, so we got the AFC West, the NFC West, and then division winner schedule. So I de- I mean, it, it, it's a tough schedule, but I'm not. I'll go 10 and 6. I'll go 10 and 6. You could also flop it on its head if. What if the year doesn't go right the first couple of games, six weeks? What do you do? You tank? Patriots, are they, can they do that? I don't think they can just because I don't think Bill will. will. Allow it. I think Bill will will games to win this year. I think this is his year to prove how of a mastermind he is and McDaniels to prove that he's a, he can coach without Tom. So for both of them, it's a big year because McDaniels is still going to head coaching money and obviously he wants to be – head coach again but he doesn't want he doesn't want to do the whole Broncos thing because I get basically you get two jobs and you're done head coaching so he has a big year to prove I think this is as a Pats fan it sucks but then again this is so fun because it is such a guessing game what's going to happen this year and it's I'm going to be able, like this year I'm going to watch every game intensely whereas the past I would watch a game we'd be up by 20 and then I'd flip over to red zone and watch like fantasy see how my fantasy team's done yeah I like you said, exciting. I'm I'm very excited to see how they do everything this year. I'm excited to watch Stidham. I mean, this guy's got so much pressure, but I don't I don't really know him well enough to know. He's got the reins to the kingdom. He has the Pat's name, and there's no one else in the future right now. He does like have a Pat's only... name. Stidham sounds like a Patriots quarterback, huh? And it's his reins, though. There's no one behind him that's trying to itch up and get him. He has the football team. This is his football team. I mean, you got to think him watching that draft. That's got to confidence too, right? Seeing this organization believes in me. They think I'm the guy. He's Now i got to go out there and if show. Be- if Belichick thinks you're the guy, McDaniels thinks you're the guy, then you, you have a lot of pressure, but it also helps you that there's no one behind you if you make a mistake that someone's going to come in and I think a lot of these young quarterbacks that's what they get if you're first on draft picks you have a lot of wiggle room to make mistakes and stuff like that so this is his rookie year basically coming in 
We also have the new. Do you know when the new playoff format is is coming into effect? Uh, this year. I think it's this year. I think seven teams. Yeah. So that could help that's us. That's also big. So only one team is getting to buy, which we kind of banked. Or not banked on the buy, but you know that was huge for our success. The yeah. last. If think about if we had the buy this year, how everything could have been different. I mean, Mike Kazaki kind of. Screwing the Screw us. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe we'll have him on to talk about that. But the buy this year, so you get you we get Belichick to plan up uh, a week in advance. He has a whole extra week to rest. I I I think we would have won that. Like no matter who you play, I think we beat the Titans if we play them in the second round, just because Belichick is that smart. And then you never know what happens in the AFC Championship game. I think the Chiefs probably would have murdered us, but. Yeah. But they didn't have as good of a defense as the Titans did. So the bye is huge, and I think that's going to add another element to the whole playoff thing this year. Yeah, so what is it? It's So it's 17 Seven. bye. So the, and how does it go? So I think it just reseeds. So then there's I think you reseed. So oh, I think true. the one seed there's plays the lowest. Teams. Yeah, there's going to be three teams moving on. Yeah. Be, that'll be electric if the 17 beats the two seed this year. Yeah. That could be. I wouldn't mind the, the Ravens. The Ravens and the Chiefs yeah. are gonna. I wouldn't want to play the Pats in the first round. No. So, I think we we got all of our Pats talk out. We'll talk. Uh, our next interview will be probably with our old coach Mike Giardi. Look forward to look forward to talking to him. He'll probably give us some good stories as a Harvard guy. We'll give him some chirps about that too. Yeah. Well, minor league. Minor league uh, stories. He's told me a couple of them. They're pretty funny, so I'm excited to get into those with him. All right. Well, we'll sign it off now. See you, see you guys. So.